Alright, so what is going on guys? This is Frank Sarosky here with the Tomahawk Roundup and I am joined by arguably the number one goaltending prospect in the U.S. and around the world, Spencer Knight. Spencer, how are you today? Doing well. Thanks for having me on. It's a great, it's a great honor to have you on, Spencer. So I have to start it off with your time with Team USA at the NCDP. What was your favorite memory from your time playing in Plymouth with the Team USA? Yeah. So when I first arrived in Plymouth, was, we're all 16, 17 years old, pretty much, and uh, we're all so young. You know, we're all just kind of just starting our careers and. Uh, in hockey and I think the one thing I look back on you know now from the NTAD is just the growth and development that we our team had as a whole and all the individuals had you know from the first year the second year and then now um, it's pretty cool and then also just the bond that we've made um, as arguably one of the best NTP teams to ever go through the program so um that, that's something I definitely remember. Uh, it's pretty cool. And that bond, I remember when I was uh, covering the draft, doing my draft boards last year, you know, there was a picture after the draft, after the first round even, of all of the NTDP guys in their new hockey sweaters. And that, that really epitomizes what you were talking about, it being one of the best NTDP programs ever. Yeah. Yeah, so a friend of the Tomahawk Roundup was actually your old backup from the NTDP in Cameron Rowe. What was he like to play with, and what can our Chicagoland listeners expect from your former teammate? Huh. Yeah, Rosie's uh, he's one of my best friends and best buddies. Um, we obviously played together at the NTDP, and I mean, he, he, he's, just, he's just a funny kid. He's awesome to be around. He's such a great guy. Um, great teammate you know he always he's always got a smile on his face and he's really really hard worker you know in practice he definitely pushes not just the team and the kids shooting on him but uh myself you know and it just uh you know when you play mini games and stuff i mean he's competing as hard as he can almost 100 percent of the time yeah so having a guy like that on a team is i think is awesome and you know he's just a hard worker and he's a great guy so he, he's He's easy to like. He's easy to like. Yeah, I, I tell my listeners this story. When I was back in high school, I actually ran into Cam at my junior prom. Um, oh. That was the first time I met Cam because I had I'd watched some of his tape and done some some scouting reports on him. And it was it was a great time just meeting him. But shifting more to you, you know, you t uh, we hear a lot from the NTDP about how a practice is almost just as or more intense than an actual game because of the competition level. How is that, how does that work for you guys? You know, you're, you're, you're working your butts off on the ice and then you just become a, a kumbaya cohesive group afterwards. How does that work? Yeah. So practices were definitely very hard and they're very competitive. Um, our coaches did a great job at uh, blending, you know, development with competition and all that good stuff. Um, for the practice to be so competitive and like you said to come off the ice and then everyone's just friends again it's it's definitely you don't really think about it in the moment but when you look back on it you're like wow that's actually pretty crazy but um the practice the, you know the way they set up we did a lot of mini games and that were always um, very competitive so anytime you put you know a sort of mini game in a practice it's obviously gonna be one of the most competitive parts of the practice sure. and 
it was made up a large part of our practice, which is pretty unique. And you could tell that the practice just thrived on the competitiveness. Because regard, it was kind of funny because regardless of pretty much who was winning the game, uh, that mini game at that time, um, our coach would sometimes uh, he would say, "All right, next goal wins, regardless of who was winning." So that next goal, you know, it's almost like you're playing overtime at that point. Yeah, it keeps you on your so, toes. So it just it would raise the competitiveness even more. So that that that's what I found interesting and looking back on. But yeah, they the practices there are definitely, you know, some of the hardest practices I've ever had to do. But they were definitely very, you know, helpful to my development and our team's development. And that's and that's the big thing. That's the consistent thing I hear from guys like when I talked with uh Alex Turcotte a while back, it was it was again this this sort of this bonding with the team USA over, you know, we're going to sweat in the, in the, in the practice facility. So we don't bleed as much on the ice. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I want, I want you to give us a blow by blow of draft night for you, 2019 and the emotions of being one of the highest selected American goaltenders ever. Obviously the stakes are high for you, the, the expectations, but we, we've I've seen your tapes. I've seen what you're able to do on and off the ice and it's remarkable, but take us through that blow by blow of draft night when you got selected by the Florida Panthers. Yeah. So game draft is really cool, but, um, the day started out pretty simple. I uh, went to breakfast with everyone. Um, had like a little meeting thing. Um, I hung out. I hung out with some of my friends that came to the on the trip with me from back home. Uh, you know, we kind of just hanging out like a like a normal day, and and I was just there was just so much time, and I wanted to get time to you know move by a little quicker. So uh, I took a quick nap, and then after that, got ready to go to the drafts. And then you get there, you, and you kind of sit in your seat for a while before it all starts. And then, uh, you know, for me personally, um, I, I was pretty sure I wasn't going, you know, in the top five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, pretty much. Um, so I, it wasn't as uh, thrilling for me personally at that time, but it was kind of cool to see other people go, my some of my buddies. And then, honestly, once you get to the point where, where I was drafted, I had somewhat of an idea. And... That's when you start to sit on the edge of your seat. You're not sure, you know, where you're going to go. You're going to go to 12 or you're going, you know, 13, all that stuff, right? Yeah. So, and once you get called, it was kind of, uh, just, it was, you know, it's just blackout. You just, you don't even really, I don't really remember walking down the stairs. You're just trying to not trip, fall, fall on the stairs, you know, look silly on TV. Yeah. So, but yeah, you get there and then you get drafted. And I mean, in terms of being drafted, you know, pretty high as a goalie. For me, it doesn't mean a whole lot because looking back on it, it's definitely pretty cool. But for me now, personally, I'm not worried about if I was a first, you know, where, where I was drafted. For me, just trying to build my own story and work on my own timeline to what I think is best for myself and myself only because I think that's where a lot of people get caught up. And... For me, it's kind of nice, dude. It kind of relieves pressure off myself to not label myself as that first round goalie that was dra- that goal is for drafting the first round. And I'm more just I'm just Spencer Knight. I'm me. You know, I'm writing my own story, doing my own thing, and it makes it more fun. So, and that's a really unique outlook because I've seen a lot of guys, uh, just in general, like everybody's like 
in the media industry, in the sports industry, they're like, you know, how is he going to perform? How is he going to perform? But if you look at it from that angle, like it doesn't matter where you go, you went. Now it's the the we're at we're at rock bottom. Where do we go from here? We have to go up and upwards and outwards, basically, to write your own story. I really I really like that that phrase you use, writing your own story when it comes yeah. to your career. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing, especially now. Social media is is bigger than ever. Um, you know, media is very, you know, people can access the media and news articles and videos and all that stuff, you know, at their fingertips. And I think it can be very hard sometimes um, for people to manage, you know, the, the what's being said about them or, you know, what's going on. Because um, for me personally, I try not to look at a lot of stuff online and um, because I'm just so focused on just myself and make it as enjoyable as possible for me because every time I'll tell you every time that I go to make you know jump to the next level from you know going to NCP going to college and all that I always look back on where I was previously and I always say man I wish I just enjoyed it more yeah I I did enjoy it but I always say I wish I enjoyed it more that's what I kind of realized last year and that's what I've been taking on as a perspective you know, almost every day now, is that, you know what, yeah, there, you got to work as hard as you can, but you got to make sure you enjoy it too, because that's, that's what's going to keep you there, and if you have a passion for what you do, it doesn't matter where you're doing it or how well you're doing it, you're just want to keep doing it for the rest of your life, so... Yeah, and that's and that's a and that's a big thing, you know. Enjoy the ride, uh, almost like the Ferris Bueller quote: uh, "If you don't stop and smell the roses, life's gonna pass you by." And you're you're living that yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the Eagles are the number two team. Shifting gears now to your time in Boston, uh, the number two team in the country, and you guys are off to a hot start. How do you keep the momentum going the, during this highly unusual season? It's uh, yeah, it's definitely been a weird season. Um, we've had opponents change multiple times already. <laughs> I mean, we've only played two games, but um, for me I, I, and our team, we've been really focusing on day by day, almost hour by hour, practice by practice. Because realistically, you know, nothing is guaranteed, especially now. Um, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, or even tonight to say so. We've been really just focusing on what we can control at that time. So, like, today is practice, tomorrow hopefully a game, and so on. And I think that's kind of a good mentality to have is because you just, you know, you appreciate what you have and what's, what you have right now, and you just don't get too far ahead of yourself. And I think that's the way it's, you got to be. You know, you got to be, be able to adapt, you know, to changes and who you're playing and when and all that stuff. So we're just uh, – Staying flexible. And that's, again, going back to writing your own story, having fun with it. It doesn't It doesn't matter as much. You know, are you enjoying your college years? Are you enjoying the time that you are, you're spending at Boston? And it sounds like, it sounds like you are, regardless of who you're playing, you're going to, you're going to get to practice. You're going to get to play. You just have to take it, like you said, day by day and practice by practice. Yeah, that's 100% true. Yeah. So how was it being reunited with your former NTDP teammate in Matthew Boldy, at Boston, and how does that help, like, invigorate the team with in terms of chemistry? Yeah, I mean, having Bolds around is um, is awesome. He, he's a great guy. Um, everyone loves him, and uh, he brings 
you know, another level of practice and games and, and you can say all the cliches, you know, he makes everyone around him better, which is a hundred percent true, but I think he pushes the pace and, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of players, uh, look at him and when they see him working as hard as he does, I think it makes everyone else want to work just as hard and, you know, it makes everyone just want to get be better in general. I think having people like that who, you know, push the pace, uh, it's huge for having on our team. Yeah, and and that pushing the pace because the game's getting faster and faster every year, every day, every practice. And when you've got guys who can increase the the pace on the practice field, again, the more you sweat in the in the gym, the less you bleed on the battlefield. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah. So looking forward to the future, what are you most excited about when it comes to eventually joining the Florida Panthers organization? Yeah, looking forward. Um... I mean, Florida's, and, you know, it's an up-and-coming franchise, I think. Um, it has a lot of young talent that uh, could that can definitely, you know, contest to be one of the best prospect pools, you know, up with the fours and D. They're really good prospects up there. And, you know, they got a couple of uh, new key figures in the management positions, which is awesome. I t- I've gotten to talk to all of them, and they're all great people, which I really like, and I guess that's where it kind of starts. If you have, you know, good people, you know, leading the ship, it, uh, it's usually pretty good. And um, for me, I'm just excited to just continue the journey and just keep playing hockey and, you know, hopefully, you know, start to win games and make playoff pushes and all that good stuff. But like I said, it's just so far out. Um, and it takes us uh, year by year, but it's definitely in the back of my mind. And it's, you know, definitely something I'm very excited about. Yeah, and and like you said, with the up and coming talent pool, but you like again, like you said, keep it day by day, keep it practice by practice. Spencer, before we head out, is there anything else you want to add for our listeners around the U.S., Canada, and beyond? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's um, you know, it's nice to come on and talk, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely been a unique year, and yeah, I've already t- already touched on it like ten times. It feels like, but. I think, you know, everyone here, you know, BC is just so, you know, so grateful we get to, that uh, college hockey's back and we're just allowed to play the game that we love after, you know, eight or nine months of just sitting around. So, um, you know, I think everyone's very appreciative of that, so. Yeah, and that's that's that appreciation that, like, one of the guys that I interviewed a while ago, Jamie Baker, he taught me the phrase radical gratitude, be grateful for the little things you have when it's yeah. in times like this. Oh, yeah. That's all it is, so. Yeah, so Spencer Knight, Florida Panthers prospect. Spencer, thank you so much for the time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hey, this is Spencer Knight, and you're listening to the Tomahawk Roundup.